Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You are being watched. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Person of Interest. These people irrelevant. We don't. Hunted by the authorities. We work in secret. You'll never find us. But victim or perpetrator, if your number's up, we'll find you. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 18, titled Identity Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm sorry! I had to do it! I'm so sorry! (laughs) I couldn't resist. I hate myself. Anyway, Identity Crisis, uh, this is a really, really good episode that, just like all the best standalone person of interest episodes, just like all the most interesting standalone person of interest episodes, does a great job of sort of subverting the traditional formula, playing around with the traditional formula of a person of interest episode. Because the whole point, the whole process, we've talked about this before, is anytime the machine advises Reese and Finch of a violent crime, it provides the social security number of someone involved. Nothing else. That's it. It's only that. Only those... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine digits. I forgot how many (laughs) digits were in a social security number. But that's it. It's a wonder I know my own social security number. It's four. (laughs) Nope. Not gonna, not gonna show that. Uh, (laughs) Another joke I could not resist. Uh, But anyway, the machine only provides that nine digit number. Nothing else. No information. And so this episode very cleverly asks, well, what if someone had their social stolen by an identity thief? And so now there's two people with the same name and the same social. One of them's just stealing the other's life. One of them's just leeching off the other. But they're both, like, kind of just walking around with the same name and same social. And so you don't know which one is which. You don't know who's the victim and who's the perpetrator in that scenario. And they do this so well. So there's two people, a man and a woman, both both with the name Jordan Hester. One of them has had their identity stolen. And the thief is a drug dealer. They make ecstasy and distribute that. And so we spend a lot of this episode trying to figure out, well, okay, who's the drug dealer identity thief and who's getting screwed? And for a while, we think we have it. Uh, We think it's the woman who is the victim and the dude who is the drug dealer identity thief. 
And so now we have Finch protecting the woman and Reese surveilling the dude. And then via Fusco going back through the identity thief's repertoire of other people whose identities they've stolen. Fusco finds out from this other guy who's been put in prison for being a drug dealer, even though he's not, that, wait a minute, the woman, that's not Jordan Hester. That's Mary. She was a receptionist at this, uh, at this place that I, I can't remember if it was a place of work or just somewhere he went or what was it. But all I remember is like, this is Mary. This isn't Jordan Hester. So Fusco through that gives us a plot twist that actually we had it backwards. It was the woman who was the identity thief drug dealer and the dude who was the victim. And he actually had this elaborate plan of since his identity was stolen and everyone thinks he's a drug dealer, crook, asshole, and he's just been like beaten down through the rungs of society because of it, had his name turned to mud, he just thought, well, if people think I'm a drug dealer anyway, I might as well take on that role so that I can destroy this ecstasy stash, draw out the person who stole my identity, and get it back. At this moment, also, we get the legendary subplot of Harold got drugged, he's now on ecstasy, oh my god, every moment of Finch on ecstasy is beautiful. Every single moment that we see Harold Finch, this reserved, analytical, introverted as introverted gets, dude, just go nuts on ecstasy. It's amazing. It's the greatest thing. Michael Emerson, man, he definitely, like, relished the opportunity to just chew as much scenery as possible. Like, he definitely enjoyed the opportunity to just go nuts <laughs> for the remainder of this episode. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Harold, uh, through his ecstasy trip, accidentally let slip that Reese is at the at the lab where the ecstasy is made with the real Jordan Hester. They get captured. We get this great moment where Reese escapes by convincing <laughs> one of these idiotic gunmen that he's got some acid. And then he just poured acid on him. <laughs> and, like, he just spritzes one of the dudes with this acid, quote-unquote. And the dude's, like, just wailing around, like, ah! 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 <laughs> While Reese also incapacitates the other gunman. And then he's just like, dude, 
It was just water. You're an idiot. And then just knocks him out. Not exactly what he said, but it might as well have been. Like, it's so good. I also love when Fusco saves... Saves Finch from what's about to be a burning apartment by just walking in and going like, "Hey, hey, you're you're high. Let me take you home. Let me take you home, buddy. You had a bit too much." <laughs> uh, but then eventually, this all this all culminates in they're able to. Trace this woman back to the accountant that she's used to steal multiple social security numbers, steal multiple identities, uh, and draw their names into the mud. So they're able to prove that she is an identity thief. She was the drug dealer in all these cases. It wasn't all these other people that got arrested. So she gets taken into custody by Gabriel from The Walking Dead... Yes, that's him. Look it up. And everything's good. In fact, the guy that Fusco questioned earlier this episode was actually let go. Like, we see this great scene where Fusco, like, watches him get out of prison. And he's like, hey, you can go home to your daughter and everything's great now. Now, while this A story is going on, we also got this B story where Carter is approached by uh, the FBI agent from a few episodes ago, Donnelly. And Donnelly, for context, remember that Carter's on the outs, on the outs with Reese and Finch at the moment. Donnelly is like, hey, we've heard about uh, this guy in the suit from that time he... Removed a suspect from our custody. Uh, we got the fingerprints coming back. And we've been tracing him. We've been tracking him. Uh, and, and we know you've been going after him. I want to bring you in on this intel we have. And Donnelly brings in Carter. To this operation that they have. Which is. The most hilariously wrong thing. That could have happened. So let me guide you through what the hell Donnelly has been thinking. So he knows like that the CIA has become this using war on drugs to fund the war on terror. uh, Fueling crime in the states to do their own extra legal operations like. That part, he's got right. And he also has right that Reese was a CIA agent. This is where it goes hilariously wrong. And Donnelly's like, he left the CIA, and we think he's selling his services to the highest bidder. And we specifically think he's working for a man named Elias. Because he saved that dude from being killed that one time. So everything he's done has been in service of Elias. And this, this entire time, Carter's looking at him like, Oh boy, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh boy, you've got this so wrong. You've got this so hilariously wrong. 
Oh, oh God, you're dumb. <laughs> and Carter just walks away like, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll call you. I'll call you with what information I have. Yeah, we'll, we'll totally cooperate on this. Not in any way flawed investigation. It's all good. Wow. So, the CIA sucks, and the FBI is full of idiots. This is the dumbest FBI agent of all time. (laughs) What a moron! What an absolute moron! Anyway, solid episode all around. Uh, If you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to press a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. And if you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I will put out over there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate everything I get through there as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 19. Talk to you then.